Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, continue to pour out your power and your spirit and your blessing upon us and show us how you are doing that. Amen. I don't know how often you go grocery shopping, well, specifically to Kroger. I think this past week I went almost every day because I would always seem to forget something every time I went. And as you know, there, if you've been over the one over here on the east side, they've moved everything around for some reason, I think, just to confuse me. But whenever I go in there, there's one place that has not changed, and I always go there first if I'm going to be stuck shopping for a while. And it's to that bakery on the very far left down there. And the reason why I go over there is because they got that little glass bubble thing, and you move it, and you can get a cookie. Well, I always try to get two cookies because I'm pretty sneaky, but... I need the energy from those cookies in order to make it through Kroger. Well, it's in that bakery section, and, and you know, right there at the bakery section, they have those uh, cakes, specialty cakes is what I call them, uh, you know, birthdays and such like that. Well, I was thinking about that because, you know, I was in there a hundred times this week, and I began to think about birthday celebrations and how specific birthdays um, kind of speak of of who we are or where we are in life, for instance. And I don't know if this is a thing for everybody, but this is something we did because Beth said we would do it, is um, when one of our kids' first birthday is you put them in their little kid chair with the kid thing there and give them a big piece of cake and just let them go to town um, and make the biggest mess that they want to make. That's on the first birthday. And then, of course, as kids get older, very often they want to have a specific theme to their birthday, their party, their cake, or whatever. You know, maybe it's a cartoon character or some, you know, something famous, favorite thing, maybe a sport or a team or something like that. And then as they get older, um, when the child turns 16, or at least it was for me, I don't know all the different ages now, for me, when I turned 16, I could care less about a party. I just wanted to get that driver's license and jump ahead to 21 well now you are legal so for some folks that meant to have their first legal consumption of alcohol and then as you get older you get to those celebrations of the new decades the ones that end in zero you know 30 and then there's 40 you know lordy lordy guess who's 40 and then you get to 50 Nifty, nifty, guess who's 50? And it's always accompanied with, you know, something like black roses or, you know, things that help remind you that you're getting older. Here's a, a birthday card that um, someone sent me when I turned 50, which was not too, too long ago. For many people, birthdays are dark, depressing days, but not for you. How could it be dark and depressing with that big mass of glowing candles? That was way funnier than your laughter was. I'll tell Sandy Nutgrass that she didn't laugh at the card that she gave me. This morning we celebrate a birthday. We celebrate the party that takes place, and that party that takes place says a lot about who that person is. What is the birthday party for? Who's it for? No, it's not about Michael J. Fox, even though, yes, today is his birthday. 
Yes, back to the future, family ties. It's not even Johnny Depp. Well, it is Johnny Depp's birthday, but we're not going to celebrate it. But did you know that John, I knew that Johnny Depp had lived in town for a couple years, but did you know that his dad worked for the plant board and was also the city manager? If you don't know who Johnny Depp is, uh, well, the only movie I liked of his was um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but he was also in those pirate Caribbean movies, whatever all those are. He's an odd duck. Um, it's also Cole Porter's birthday, but we're not going to celebrate it. Jackie Mason, if you ever heard of him. Um, it's also Dick Vitale's birthday today, if you want to reach out and tell uh, Mr. Vitale happy birthday. But that's not the birthdays we want to talk about, I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about the birthday that is the church's birthday. The church's birthday doesn't necessarily take, on, take place on this particular date of June 9th. It takes place on the day of Pentecost. The word Pentecost means 50th. For the Jewish people, that was the 50 days after Passover. For Christians, it's 50 days after Easter. The reason why there were so many different people in Jerusalem that day was because Pentecost is a celebration. It's a celebration of the first fruits of the harvest. So there were people from all around that were in Jerusalem that day. And it was during this Pentecost festival that the church was born. And what a wild birthday party it was. There was strong wind, gale force. Tongues of fire came down upon the disciples and they started speaking in all these different languages. From all over place, these people had come. I can't imagine what a wild party it was. It was so wild, so way out there, that some folks were even saying, man, those folks must be drunk. Well, they weren't drunk, but there was a lot of strange things going on. What a party it must have been. But I would suggest that the party that took place back then is a picture of what the church should look like today. For one thing, notice how the Holy Spirit came down upon the people. The Holy Spirit came down upon all the followers of Jesus, and by all, yes, that's all, toward the end of the story when Peter gets up to explain what's going on and he, and he reads from the book of Joel, he talks about that, uh, that the sons and daughters, that the young and old, all the Holy Spirit will come upon all of them. Every kind of people, Joel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon and then when the Holy Spirit comes down upon the followers of Jesus, the Spirit doesn't just let them stay in that one place where they had been since Jesus had ascended into heaven ten days before. The Spirit sent them out. Who knows, maybe the Spirit had to push them out of that safe space that they'd been in. The Spirit pushes them out among all the people all these folks who've come from all around to celebrate Pentecost, these folks were very different than these first followers of Jesus. Before I move on in the story about this party, notice this about the church's birthday party. The whole church is part of it. The Holy Spirit is upon every single one of them. And every single one of them is sent out by God's Spirit. Notice who's in control of this party. It's not the church. It's not the people of the church. 
It's the Spirit of God who empowers and who sends out, opening up doors, breaking down barriers. The church sends out the church among those who are very different and equips them to share God's good news with them. What is that message that the church shares? We don't know specifically what is said when the, when the disciples were, were speaking in the, in the tongues to the different people. We don't know exactly what it says. All it says in the scripture is that all the disciples were describing God's mighty deeds, God's mighty works. That phrase, mighty works, is uh, the Greek megaleos. Mega is in big, leos is in word. It appears one other time in scripture. The one other time this word appears in Scripture is a familiar time. It's right before Christmas. It's right after Mary finds out that she is going to give birth to a baby, even though she's a virgin. And she sings a song. My soul magnifies the Lord, Mary says. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he's looked with favor on the lowliness of his servants, servant, Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Great things for me. Mary proclaims, Mary sings of the great things, the mighty works that God has done. At Pentecost, all the followers of Jesus proclaim the mighty works of God. And they proclaim them in ways that people can understand them. I don't think the importance of the Pentecost story of, of the Holy Spirit coming is that people speak in these, these foreign languages that they you know, never knew before. I think it's a sense of the Holy Spirit empowering people to share God's good news, to share about God's mighty works so that people can understand it. What a party it was. And it's a party that the God, the Spirit of God still throws. And not just on this one day of Pentecost, but every day. Because the Spirit of God is always calling all of us who confess Christ as Lord. The Spirit of God is always empowering and sending out all of us to proclaim the mighty deeds of God. Even when that is hard to think about or to do. Just read the book of Acts. The followers of Jesus are always fighting what the Spirit wants them to do. Philip is sent to Samaria, and Samaria was a place that you just don't go. Spirit sent him there. The Jewish Christians were sent out among the Gentiles, who they're not supposed to be around. The Spirit pushes them out. On and on, all through the book of Acts, the followers of Jesus are pushed by God's Spirit to get out and to share God's good news, to share the mighty deeds of God. The question for us as church on this birthday of ours, are we willing to be open to what God's Spirit is calling of us? Are we willing to step out of our safe places, the places we know, among the people we are most familiar with, are we willing to have our eyes trained, our hearts alert for what God is doing? How might we identify the, the mighty works of God? 
I think one way to do that is to look for the effects of God's Spirit. Paul talks about it later. The effects of God's Spirit is shown in the fruit of the Spirit. Where there is love and joy and peace and patience, there is God's mighty works. When there is kindness and goodness and gentleness, when it's being made real, there is the mighty work of God. Where people actually practice self-control instead of self-indulgence, there is the mighty work of God. Every day is our birthday, church. Every day God calls us to proclaim God's good news of love for all the world. Are we going to let God push us to share that good news so that people understand and know that God is love? I'd like to close with a prayer that I came across this week. Let us pray it. A wind of God, blow far from us all dark despair, all deep distress, all groundless fears, all sinful desires, all of Satan's snares, all false values and all selfish wishes and all wasteful worries. Wind of God, blow into us your holy presence, your living love, your healing touch, your splendid courage, your mighty strength, your perfect peace, your caring concern, your divine grace, and your boundless joy. O wind of God, blow strong. Wind of God, blow fresh. Wind of God, blow now. Amen.